right. Good to see everybody on this Mother's Day day. How many of you got breakfast in bed? Anybody? One, two, three. Wow, you guys should be ashamed. Didn't get breakfast in bed. Anyways, it is good to have you if you're a guest. Of course, we are humbled to have you uh, hang out with us. If you want to pull out that outline that you got when you came in, we're in a series we've been talking about uh, how things are written in ink or how God wants to tattoo us or mark us uh, for himself. And then it's Mother's Day. And I want us to look at the scripture you probably are familiar with. Probably everybody in here has heard what we're going to look at today. It's one of the Ten Commandments, one of the top ten things that God says that you and I are supposed to do in order to have a good life. So look what he says in Deuteronomy 5, verse 16. What's the first word there? Yeah, honor, and who are we honoring? Our father and our mother. So this is a great weekend in which to talk about this. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now the Ten Commandments are also found in Exodus chapter 20. So it's this, uh, again, this reminder. You think about it. God says, I'm going to give you ten things that are going to help you have a great life. And one of those is you're supposed to honor your parents. That's interesting to me. I mean, I've read it a million times, but I don't know that I've ever really given it enough thought. I mean, yeah, I'm supposed to love mom and dad and, you know, help them out. And they're, you know, are my parents and all those kind of things. But, what, I mean, one of the top ten, that's pretty pretty incredible. Not only is it in the Old Testament, but it's also in the New Testament. Ephesians chapter 6, look at what it says. It says, children, and then what's the next word? Oh, come on, let's say it like a parent. Children, yeah, obey. Obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then in verse 2, what's the first word? Yeah, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, has a promise. What's the promise? That, you may, uh, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy, you might circle that word enjoy, long life on the planet. Now, just a little side note here. Verse 1 says obey, verse 2 says honor. There's a difference. They're two different Greek words. The idea of obey is when you're home, right? Have you ever had your mom or dad look at you and say, as long as you're under my roof, roof, I can't, which is it I keep, roof? It's rough. Is like a dog, right? So roof is right. So have you ever had a parent say that? As long as you're under my roof, you're going to do what I say. Well, you know what? That's actually biblical. And it doesn't matter. Get this. It doesn't matter if you're 12 or 25. If you're under your parents' roof, the biblical idea is that you obey what they're uh, asking you to do. And then in verse 2, it says honor. And there, remember, the Ten Commandments weren't written to children. They, they were written to adults. And so he's talking about those who are outside of the home. Once we get out of the home, we are then to honor our parents. Now, again, this is interesting because there seems to be more to it. Because this command to honor our parents isn't just put in the top ten, although that's a pretty big deal. It's spoken about all throughout Scripture. The wisdom writer says this in Proverbs 20, 20. If someone curses their father and mother, their lamp will be snuffed out in pitch darkness. You know what that means? You ever watch one of those uh, uh, mafia-type movies or something like that to be snuffed out? It means 
to no longer be alive. In 2 Timothy, he's listing all of these horrific sins at the end of the age. And look at which one's right in the middle. He says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive. And then what's the next phrase? It's right up there. Yeah, disobedient to your parents. Now that's pretty right there in the midst of it. And then it goes ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, and not lovers of the good. I mean, that, that's pretty in the midst of all of these different things that are going to describe what planet earth will look like in the last days he says disobedient to parents and then there are lots uh, several i won't say lots places in scripture but exodus 21 15 says anyone who attacks their father or mother is to be what put to death now that's pretty strong language Anyone who attacks their mother and father, anyone who doesn't honor their mother and father is to be put to death. Now, let me say this. Some of us have had really great parents growing up. Some of us have had good parents growing up. And some of us had, well, not so good parents. Maybe even abusive parents growing up. Now, when we're, we're going to talk about honor, and it's important to know all parents are not perfect. Would you agree? Right? All parents are not perfect. Can I get an amen? amen. Right? They're not, they're, they're not perfect. But God used the date DNA of your mom and your father to make you. And now it may have surprised them. There may have been a lot of circumstances in which those two people came together. But it is that DNA. Psalm 139 says that God knit you together in your mother's womb. So God was more concerned about you than he was the ability of your parents to parent. That says a lot about you. It says a lot about your destiny. It says a lot about your value. God wanted you here on planet Earth, and he used the DNA. Because if it was changed at all, you would not be you. Now, we're going to talk about honor. But it's important to know when we talk about honor, it's not about the person. You can like your mom and dad. They can be great people, or they might not be great people. They might have been abusive people. But the Bible doesn't allow us, even with abusive parents, to not honor them. Why? Because we're honoring the position, not the person. We're honoring the position that God has put them in, which is that as parents. So this is a really big deal. And I think, again, that what God's trying to do is teach us a principle that maybe we miss. A principle that can have a lot to do with enjoying life and succeeding at life that we just kind of miss out on. And it's this idea of, of honor. And I, and I think that when we get finished looking at it, that it might change your perspective a little bit. So we need some definitions. When you read honor, we, that's, it talks about it a lot in the Bible. What does it mean? What does it mean to honor your parents? Well, the word honor biblically, <clears throat> the word in the Old Testament Hebrew and the New Testament Greek, carries the idea, you might say, weighty. Or weight. If you've ever heard somebody say, man, I'm, I give a lot of weight to what he said, or I give a lot of weight to what she said. What are, what are, what are they saying? I, I honor what they're saying. I, I give a lot of esteem to them. That's the idea. Honor means to give weight to something. So when you honor your parents, what are you doing? You're giving weight to your parents. What they say, what they ask, how they respond, what you do to them. All of that, it's the idea of weight. You know, I give weight to your opinion. What does that mean? Your opinion impacts me. Why? It's heavy. 
You have a heavy opinion. Now, what's the um, opposite or the antithesis of honor? Well, it's not dishonor. Biblically, there are two words that are the opposite of honor. They are the word despise and contempt. When you're reading along in the scripture and you see the word contempt, it means it's the opposite of honor. So if honor means weighty, then what does contempt or what, what does um, it, it, the opposite then mean or despise? Lightly. You've probably heard somebody say like this, they make light of something, you're just making light of that church or you're just making light of that person. What are they doing? They're dishonoring that person. Rather than giving that person or their opinion a heavy impact on their life, it has a light impact on their life. Now, here's what got me to thinking about teaching on this this weekend. I've told you before, the thing that frustrates me more than anything is, is when there's a line on, of traffic and people ignore the line and go right to the front and then expect you to let them in. Now, I don't know where you're watching from today online or one of our campuses or TV, but here in South Florida, there's an exit if you're going south on Highway 95 called Ives Dairy Road. It exits into the area of Aventura. There's a mall there, a lot of other things. So there's always a line of traffic at that exit, a whole line of traffic just waiting to exit because at the top of the exit, there's a red light. Now, as you come up on that, you see that whole line of traffic and you immediately have a moral decision to make. You can get in line behind everybody else that's trying to do or wants to do what you want to do or... You can zoom by everybody, get to the exit and say, oh my gosh, stop traffic on 95, turn on your blinker, force your way in ahead of everybody else so that you can exit on Ives Dairy Road. Now, I know most of you good people wouldn't do that. <clears throat> I hate that. I just hate that. And, I, and, and because, now think about it. When it comes to honor, what is the person doing who just zooms by everybody? What are they doing? What are they saying to everybody that's in line? They are treating them with contempt, right? Now, they might not think that. We tend not to think, we're thinking about ourselves mostly. But biblically, that's what the scripture's teaching us. Honor is to do what? Give weight to these people. And if I'm honoring, if I'm giving weight to these people, then what am I going to do? I'm going to get in line. But I'm treat, they're light in my life. What they think doesn't matter to me. How they respond doesn't matter. Whether they honk doesn't matter. Whether they like what I'm about to do doesn't matter. That is contempt. That is to despise. So when you're driving, you're right, you might as well have a big L on your forehead as you drive by them all saying, you know, I despise you. I view, you know, with contempt. Because that's really what we're doing. Because we're saying, you're light, I'm heavy, and we just kind of cut in front of people. Now, we do things like that all the time. Does it matter? I mean, is it really a big deal at all? I think it's a bigger deal than we realize because of the principle God's trying to teach us. I want us to kind of walk down this pathway of honor, okay? And it starts, it's Mother's Day weekend, it starts with this whole idea of honoring our parents. In the, in the New Testament, Paul's talking to church leaders, and he says, here's what it takes to be a church leader. 
And one of the things he says is if you're going to be an elder, a pastor, he says you, you have to lead your home well. Because if you don't lead your home well, then you're not going to be able to lead the church well. Well, it's the same idea in the Ten Commandments. God is saying that, that there's something valuable about the way you and I respond uh, in our home. So if we're going to go down this pathway of honor, you know, the first step, of course, is what we've been talking about. It's the home. So you think about honoring our parents, okay? Now, I want to give you an example of that, and I, I can't think of a better example than Jesus himself. In, uh, there's not a lot in the scripture about Jesus as a young man, as a child. But there is one story. Jesus and his family are going to the temple. And they go and they do what they're supposed to do and then they leave. Well, they get a little ways down the road. Well, they get a week down the road. They look around and they're like, where's Jesus? Right? You felt bad when you just got out of the car and forgot your child was in it. They were gone a week and they're like, where's Jesus? Oh, my. And they go all the way back to the temple. And they're looking around for Jesus and they find him. And, and they ask him, like, where, where, where have you been? Now look at how Jesus responds. He says, why are you searching for me? Uh, didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? And they respond, I mean, can you imagine being mom or dad of Jesus, the son of God? Well, they respond, I think, the way most, most of us would, but they didn't understand what he was saying to them. And here's the part I want you to see, verse 51. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was, and circle this next word, obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart, and Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and men. Now, I want you to circle that word obedient. It's a Greek word that has to do with the military. It carries the idea of being submissive to or to submit to. Now, think about this. You have the Son of God, and he does what? He submits to his mother and his father. Not because they know more. After all, he, he is God incarnate. He is God in skin. And yet, he models for us that we are to submit to, we are to obey, we are to honor our parents. Now, I shared with you earlier in Ephesians 6.1, it says, if you're living under the roof of your parents, then you need to obey them. That means curfew. And I know, listen, if you're 23 years old and your parents say, you got to be home at midnight, guess what? If you want to be a biblical Christ follower, guess what you have to do? You have to be home. You, you say, well, I, if I'm old enough to vote and if I'm old enough to blah, 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 then I, why in the world should I have to be home at that time? Because as your parent, I'm asking you to do it. And if you want to honor me, guess what you will do? You will obey. And here's the reason I say that doesn't mean you can't have a conversation about it. You can't talk to them about it. But when you just say, I'm not going to do that, listen, un, uh, please understand, the consequences are much greater than you realize. And we're going to see that in a moment. You're, you're, you're positioning yourself to miss out on opportunity and blessings that God wants to bring inside of your life. Now, once you move out of the home, what does that look like? Well, it looks, honor means to give weight to. So it means that you listen to your parents. You respect your parents. You say, but Troy, you don't understand. My parents don't deserve respect. Remember, honor is not about your parent. It's about the position. And the position is worthy of honor. Wait, according to the scripture. So we listen. We help 
Again, you say, my parents didn't help me growing up. It's not about the person, it's about the position. So the only way in which to honor them is to give weight to them, which means we listen to what they have to say, we respect who they are, we help them out, and as they get older, we take care of them. I watched my mom do this. My grandma lived into her 90s, and she's a great woman, but she was incredibly strong, opinionated, and she loved to play games. But the older she got, the more she had to win. And I can't tell you the number of times we'd be playing with grandma and she'd lose and she'd, you know, push the board off the table and say we were all cheaters. So uh, the older she got, the more she won, you might say. Um, but my mom, I, I watched my mom take care of her. I watched my mom uh, invite her into her home. I watched, I, I watched all of that happen. I watched my mom do something that wasn't easy to do and yet was a very biblical thing to do. So the pathway to honor starts at home. Honor your mom and your dad. And, and he, the reason it starts there is what we're going to see is the further along the path you get, if you show dishonor, the consequences are much greater. So God starts in the very foundation. I mean, family is his idea. And he says, I want you to learn it here. Because if you learn it here, it's going to have an incredible positive impact on your life. And if you don't, it's going to have an incredibly negative impact on your life. See, as we walk down this pathway, you, you, you might say that the next um, place that we come is what I would call community. All right? And this is kind of relationships. This is anybody you come into contact with that doesn't have authority in your life. All right? This is anybody you come into contact with that doesn't have authority in your life. This is the guy on the freeway. This is the lady at the grocery store. Well, what does the scripture say? 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17. You see it there in your outline? 1 Peter 2, 17. What's the first word? Honor who? Who's everyone? Everyone, right? Look around. You see those folks in the balcony? They're part of everyone. See these folks on this side? They're everyone. The folks on the other side of our missionary, the camera there, they're everyone. The guy on the car right next to you on the freeway, everyone. The person in line at Starbucks, everyone. What are we supposed to do? Honor them. What does that mean? Give weight to them. Now think about that. Think about the implications. You're on the freeway and you are to give weight to, not treat lightly. You're at Starbucks, right? Or maybe you're right out here in the parking lot, and there's one parking spot. What does it mean to honor, to give weight to the other person? I was, uh, last week I was, I was buying some glasses because I'm 50 years old, and I can't see. And, and you know, I, that's not a nice, pleasant process, because, I mean, do, I don't know, glasses look good, I don't know, you put them on, and the, the, the lady, like, and you're trying to, t does she... You know, does she say those look good because they look good, or she say they look good because they're more expensive than the other ones you tried on, you know? Trying to figure out whether you can, can tr trust the person. And so I'm trying on all these glasses, and she's telling me about all the lens and the different things, and, you know, and, and, and then she asked me a question. She said, well, where are you from? And I assumed she heard my accent, and she, you know, so I, I've been here for 17 years, but I grew up in Arkansas. And I, I assumed she was hearing my southern accent. So I, I said, well, I, I'm from Arkansas. I grew up in Arkansas. 
And she said, well, I knew you weren't from here. You're just too nice. And <laughs> it, it wasn't my accent that got her attention. It was my kindness that got her attention. Right? Now, think about it. Honor is to give weight. Right? So many times we can get in a hurry. I mean, after all, I'm the customer, not her. She ought to be serving me. And it's very easy when we're at the mall, we're at the restaurant, right? And we get angry. That is dishonor. That is to despise. That is to show contempt for. And God says, I'm going to open up doors of opportunity. But here's what I need you to do. Honor. Honor the folks at the grocery store. I mean, just think about your day up to this point. It's so easy to honor one person. And you know who that person is? You. Me. Right? When you get up in the morning, we normally think of our world as a movie, and you are the star. And the only time we really think about anybody else is when they come into contact with the star. I mean, did you get up this morning, and did you think about, well, the other folks who will be at church that you might encourage who are going through a difficult time? Did you think about the folks in the Middle East who are being persecuted as Christ followers and have woke up in a, ca a camp in a tent with no electricity and a dirt floor? I mean, it's so easy, isn't it, to give weight to what? Me. I'm going to get the best parking spot. I'm going to cut in front of you. I'm going to be mad because you cut me off. I'm going to, right? It's so easy. And what God is trying to teach us from the very beginning by putting it in the top ten is that honor, honor provides incredible opportunity for us. So we're to honor our, our parents. We're to learn honor in the home because there are consequences. Then we are to honor our community, the folks that we do life with. I wonder, I just wonder how many times God has brought somebody into your life that was going to be the solution or the answer to help you accomplish your, your destiny or your dream, but rather than show honor, you showed contempt. And the solution that they had never materialized. Or maybe you were gonna get the joy of being the solution, being the answer to someone. But the person that you were to be the answer to, rather than honor them, you showed contempt. And so the discussion that would have happened in line at Starbucks, it never happened. Or that was going to happen at the mall, it never happened. God is trying to teach us there are huge consequences to not learning this lesson in the home, then carrying it out into the community. And then the third group would be those who are in authority to us. Here we're talking about the government, <clears throat> we're talking about work, those who do have authority over us, who are put in um, the responsibility of authority. Now, look with me in Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities. It, look at the word subject. Remember I told you in Luke chapter 2, 51, Jesus, this is the same Greek word here. This is the same military term. What, what we're being asked to do here to government is what Jesus did uh, in respect to his parents. Be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, Consequently, whoever rebels, don't miss this, against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring, what's the next word? 
upon themselves. Now, that's a big deal. I mean, how much of what you and I are going through, we are going through, is consequences of our contempt? Uh, are consequences of us despising or dishonoring those around us. You say, well, Troy, you don't understand. I got a horrible boss. Troy, you, you don't realize my parents, I'm telling you, I mean, or I live in a bad, <laughs> bad neighborhood. Well, let's go back. Remember 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 17, we read it a moment ago. Honor everyone, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor who? The emperor. Do you know who the emperor was at this time? Nero. You know what Nero did to the people that 1 Peter was written to? He threw them in a big stadium. He threw them within with a bunch of lions and a bunch of soldiers with weapons. Nero would actually take Christians and he'd put them on a stick, cover them with uh, pitch or tar, and then he'd light them up in his garden so that he could see at night. And he was horrific to Christians. And, let, and yet here is God through Peter saying, you know what you need to do with Nero? Honor him. Not the person, but the position. Why? In order to position yourself to experience the blessings and opportunities that we're going to look at in a moment. It's a big deal. I mean, think about teachers. Think about police officers. Think about your supervisor, your manager. Do you give them weight? Wait to what they say, wait to what they ask, wait to what they require. Do you honor them? Isn't there something in us that just rebels against honor? Have you ever seen a, a sign like this? Do not touch. What do you do the moment you see a sign like this? You got to touch it, don't you? Right? That's what happened. I mean, it's like, no, this is for other people. This doesn't mean me. Right? I mean, I, I, I can touch that copier. I know how to use it. This is for people who don't know how to use it. There's just something in us just wants to rebel. It wants to show contempt for. It wants to dishonor. Let me, let me show you another sign you might be maybe <clears throat> a little more familiar with here at Potential Church. All right. Now, this sign right here is normally right out there. Okay, let me move it this way so the camera can see it. Uh, it's normally right out there. It says, do not enter. Now, the reason it's there is to, to provide, you know, traffic uh, in, a, in a better position for people to be able to exit and enter the property. And a lot of different people have worked through that, thought through that, and those kind of things. But how many times <clears throat> do we see a sign like that and we just drive past it? Right? We just, we, we act as if we don't see it. We just drive past it because it must not mean, it, it's not speaking to me. Now, and again, we see these kind of signs all the time and we ignore them. And I just want to understand, maybe it's a bigger deal than we realize. Because when we drive past this sign, what are we doing? It has no weight in your life, does it? It's just light. It doesn't mean anything. But remember, the honor is not, it's not about the sign. You're not honoring the sign. What are you honoring? His house. Yeah, the position. What does that represent? That represents the bride of Christ. That represents, so you are showing, you are despising the bride of Christ. Right? I mean, let me just get a little bit more frustrating to you. What about when you don't show up on time for things? 
whether it be God's house or whether it be work or whatever it might be. Now, let me, let me just ask you, when you are late, what are you saying? This doesn't carry the time in which that event starts, doesn't have much weight in my life. Right? Because if you were going to show up to a governor's deal or the president or somebody that carried weight in your life, would you show up on time? Of course you would. You wouldn't be late to something that had weight in your life, but that which doesn't have weight in your life, that in which we look at lightly, we do what? We show up when it's best to, to where I do have weight. What do I honor? Me. Now, here's what I want you to see. I want you to see that when you do give light to whatever it is. It's, it's not the sign. It's not just the service. What are, you, what are you not showing weight to? The bride of Christ. This is his church. This is his idea. This is his house. How do you think God responds to that kind of contempt? You say, Troy, I don't mean it like that. I understand that. I know that you don't. But I want you to understand that that's what you're doing. It's kind of like if you get pulled over for speeding and the officer comes up and says, you know, hey, you were 10 miles over the speed limit. And you're like, well, I didn't mean to. As the officer, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have pulled you over. No, you get a ticket anyways, right? I, I, please hear me. I say this out of love. Some of us have judgment on our homes. You know why? Because we show contempt to his house. We don't show honor. We just see it as a service, or we just see it as a sign. The same might be true at work, or whatever it is. It just understand that, that all of my actions either are bringing honor or contempt. They either have weight or they don't. Whether it be my wife, whether it be my God, whether it be my boss... And the skin always wants to only honor one thing, me. I'll do what I want. I'll show up when I want. I'll go where I want. I'll come home when I want. It's so easy to only show honor. And you know what? This whole path, now at one time do you find it where God says, honor yourself. Give weight unto yourself. It is our parents, our community, and then the last one along this pathway, of course, is God himself. That's what he's trying to uh, help us understand, is that if we can learn honor at home, and then we can take honor out into the community, and then to those who have authority in our lives, then uh, to God, and each one of these along the path that we do not, we despise, or we show contempt for, the consequences are great. We read it a moment ago. When you and I do not show honor to the authorities in our life, what did it say? We have judgment on our house. That's a big deal. And when we don't show weight to God's commands and God's word and God's love, let me show you a scripture. It's Malachi chapter 1. We could look at a bunch of different ones, but it says, As a son honors his father, as a slave honors his master, he, and then God says, If I'm your father, well, where's the weight do me? If I am your master, where is the respect do me? And then he says, If you priests, he's talking about the leaders here, he says, You leaders who show contempt, Remember what the word contempt means, lightness for my name. 
What's he saying? You don't give much weight to my name. You don't give much weight to my word. You don't give much weight to my commands. And, and, and see, we learn honor so that as we develop our relationship with God, we now understand honor. And so I give weight to his word. I give weight to his commands about, about my money, about my marriage, about my sex life, about my parenting, about my time, about my priorities. I give weight to, I honor. See, that's where God's wanting us to get to. Why? So that he can then bring opportunity into our lives. Not judgment, but opportunity. You see what God's been doing in your life from the day you were born? He's been trying to position you in a place so that you could receive, and it's the next thing I put in your outline, honor's promise. This is what God wants to bring into all of our lives. And so from the day we were born, he's tried to teach us about honor, and then he's been trying to take us along this pathway. Well, what is is honor's promise? Well, look with me. Chapter 5, verse 16, he says, honor, this is the verse we looked at, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land and that the Lord, that the the land that the Lord your God has given you. There's really three here. Let me give them to you. The first one is a long life. Now, Paul tells us that there's some, you know, that taking care of our body is a good thing. But think about all the time we spend, you know, on what we're eating and our exercise and all of that. And like I said, Paul says that's a good deal. But right here, God says, if you'll honor you have a long life. And that, that, that's, that's a promise from him. He, go, he goes on and he says, not only do you and I have the opportunity to have a long life, but also a blessed life. He says, may it go well with you. He says, if you honor your parents, not only have a long life, but it will go well with you. You will have a blessed life. doesn't mean necessarily that it's going to be easy, but it means it's going to be clear because the, the thing that impacts our lives is decisions. Where we end up is determined by what we decide, directions in which we go. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, in all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. It's like if I want to go from this circle to that circle, it's pretty clear I go right down here. Now, a few of these guys might jump up here and try to keep me, but it's really clear. And that, that's what he's talking about here. God, a blessed life. How many of us want a blessed life? I know I do, right? I mean, I want God, I want, I want to be positioned to experience God's blessing, God's power, opportunity. And how does he say to get it? Honor. Just honor. You, you, you see the consequence or the cost of dishonor or contempt? Right? right? How many, it's just, I, I, I'm amazed, I'll be honest, in my own life, as I was studying this, how often I just can't help but wonder how many times I have shown contempt unintentionally. In other words, I, w- I, I would never walk up to you and say, oh, I have contempt for you. I would never say that. But in my actions, that's exactly what I do. He's, uh, uh, he says, a long life, a blessed life, and a destined life. Because he says... In the land the Lord your God is giving you. Now, in Deuteronomy 5.16, when he says that, what what, what land's he talking about? He's talking about the promised land, right? They're going to leave Egypt, and they're going to go to the promised land. And what was the promised land? It was the land of milk and honey. They had fruit so big that it took adult men, multiple adult men to carry it. 
I mean, it was, a, it was their dream. So if we're going to learn, how do we apply that to our lives? What does that mean to us? That God's going to go with us into the land he has promised us if we honor. What does that mean? What's the promised land for you? Well, he's talking about uh, John 10.10, that he had come that we might have abundant. He's talking about uh, our destiny, our purpose. The, the easiest way to say it might be success. The promised land is success. It's what's been promised. It's what's in your heart. And God says, I'm going to take you there. But you have to honor. Honor at home. Honor in the community. Honor those who have authority. And honor, honor God. Give weight to all of those things. And God says, I'm going to bless you with a long, li a long life, a, a blessable life, and a life of purpose, destiny fulfilled dream so why don't we I mean right I think you would agree you don't have to be in Walmart very long at all before you see a young man or a, a, a young lady just a child look at their mom or dad and show contempt and what I mean by that is they they don't give weight to what mom's saying mom says come here and they go that way right now again that's natural right we naturally dishonor one another but why do we do that? Why, right? You probably don't have to be at work very long before somebody's complaining to you about their boss. They're not giving weight to them. They're, you know, they're taking weight away from them, you might say. Well, here's what the Scripture says. The Scripture says that we literally fall into the pit of familiarity. The pit of familiarity. We just become too familiar I've shared with you, I think, before, you know, years ago when I was in school and playing basketball, we had a guy on our team that was quite tall. I remember now, 10, 6'9", 6'10", maybe even 6'11". Anyways, he was tall, and he wasn't very handsome, I guess. And he was having a hard time getting a girlfriend, and he eventually found one that he liked him, and, but she always had a friend with her. And he asked me, he said, we, you know, can you get her friend to go with you to the student center so that I can get, uh, get to know her, so that we can talk, hang out, that kind of thing. And I said, okay. And, and we were out walking around the campus, and to get to the student center was a big open field. And, and so I asked her to go to the student center, you know, we can go play ping pong. <laughs> Pretty romantic dude. And, um, and, and so we're walking across the field. Now, what I didn't know is in the field, there was a manhole. Um, and so we're, oh, and the manhole was uncovered. And so we're walking across the field, and I step right in the middle of it. I don't know how I did it, and I'm falling about 10 feet. I have no idea where I'm going. I think it's hell, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I hit the ground, and, and, you know, I'm down there in the pit, away from where everything's happened. Now, the girl I was walking with, it was about dusk, so she had no idea where I went. I just disappeared. You know, so I'm like, hey, and she's, where'd you go? Where are you? Down here, where? You know, come and help me. Well, the scripture talks that familiarity is, it's like a pit. It's like once we become familiar, think about it. Why is it hard for you to honor your parents? It's because you know them, right? You were there when your dad did something gross. You, you, you were there when they lost their temper and they shouldn't have. They, they have become so familiar Rather than seeing the position they hold, we see the familiarity of the person. And we no longer see it as uncommon. Take it for granted. 
Look, that's exactly what Jesus is talking about in Mark chapter 6. Jesus goes to his hometown, and he's up there doing the Jesus thing. He's preaching, and and you know what people say? You can read it, Mark chapter 6. It's also in Matthew 13. They say, you know what? (laughs) That's old Jesus. That's, That's Mary's boy. That's the carpenter's son. He made me a table. Right over there's his brothers. Right over there's his sisters. (laughs) The Messiah. That's No, that's that's Mary's. That's Joseph's boy. And look at what Jesus says. It says, then Jesus told them, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own hometown among his relatives and his own family. And because of their unbelief, he could not do any miracles among them except to place his hands on a few sick people and heal them. And he was amazed at their unbelief. I I put this quote, you've probably heard it, familiarity breeds contempt. That's what Jesus is saying. He's saying you get so familiar. It's kind of like, you know, folks go to Disney for the first time. They're like, right? They give weight to it. They're honored. They're there at 8 a.m., Right? It opens at 8. No, they're not there at 8. If it opens at 8, they're there at 7 so they can be front, first in line you know, for the drop thing that happens. And there's all of this weight. Now you move to South Florida, unless you're one of those weird Disney people, you know, you, and we have a few of those on staff, you, 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 it's not the same, right? It's like, oh, it's too hot. We'll go next time. You know, it's too crowded. You, you, you lose that. Why? You just become familiar with it. I think that's one of the reasons we see so much dishonor in our country. We've been blessed for so long. We've become so familiar with having enough to eat and having a roof over our heads that we treat it with contempt. All I mean is we give it less. We think the world owes us. We give weight to ourselves. That's what Jesus is saying. It happens in churches. We grow so familiar with God's presence. All right, the church, some of you, this church has been here as long as you, you ever, it's been here always, it's always here. You can miss four weeks, come back the next week, it's here. I'm here, been here for 16 years, right? And we become so familiar that we no longer honor. In other words, there's no weight. You get asked to, to serve or to give or to be faithful, right? There's no weight. Not because you're evil, not because you're bad. Same happens with our parents, it happens with our country, it happens with our church. That's what Jesus is saying. This quote right here amazes me because I think you could, it happens with our marriage. He says, marriage must insatiently contend with a monster. And it says it devours everything. What is the monster? Familiarity. In other words, your spouse has no longer become uncommon. When you were dating, she had great weight. He had great weight in your life. I mean, you spent hours and hours upon the phone. Now you spend a few minutes in the car talking about the kids. Is it because you're out of love? No, no, you've just grown familiar. And that familiarity does what? It causes us to respond not in honor, to not give weight to one another. And God's, God knows that. That's why I said in the home is where I want you to learn this. Let me end with this idea of what does it feel like to be in the bottom of that pit? For me, when I fell into that manhole, and I was down there about 10 feet, and water was flying in there. Or I hope it was water, and it was muddy in the bottom. 
I hope it was mud, but it was just nasty. Well, in second, or excuse me, first Samuel chapter two, Eli's a priest of God's people. And his boys are are bad people. They don't honor anyone but themselves. They steal people's offerings. They sleep with the ladies who come to the temple. And Eli, if you look, it says, Eli said to them, I've been hearing reports from all the people about the wicked things you're doing. And then he asked them, why do you keep doing it? Why do you keep sinning? You must stop, my sons. The reports I hear among the Lord's people are not good. But they don't honor their father. They don't honor the temple. They don't honor God. They don't give weight to any of those things. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I will, and, and, and this is powerful, I will honor those who honor me. Think about that promise. What does that mean? I will give weight, priority, focus to who? To those who give weight to me. And I will despise. I will have contempt. What does that mean? I will give light, lightness to those who think lightly of me. Then in verse 31, he's looking at Eli and he says, The time is coming when I will put an end to your family, so it will no longer serve as my priest. All the members of your family will die before their time. Think about that. They will die before their time. None will reach old age. In other words, what is he saying? God had a destiny for you, Eli, and he had a destiny for your kids, but they're never going to reach it. They're going to die before their time. Remember what Jesus said when he went to his hometown? He couldn't do anything miraculous. Why? Because they didn't honor. I wonder if that's true of me. I wonder if that's true of you. I mean, I wonder if there's a lot more God wants to do in our lives, but we've cut it short. Simply because we won't honor. We didn't learn it when we were at home. We don't express it to our community or to those in authority. And to be honest, if we're honest, we don't give weight to God, His house, His words. His commands. I mean, we want him to do something, and we love that he died on the cross. But we don't honor him. And I wonder if God says the same thing to us. You know what? I couldn't do anything miraculous in your life. And the reason that I couldn't is because you didn't honor him. You didn't have faith. Maybe to go as far as he said to Eli, <clears throat> I got to cut it short. In other words, you're not going to experience everything I had planned. Can you think of anything sadder than that? And God so badly wanted us not to miss it that he starts it in the home when we're just little tiny kids. That's why it's important to be in his house, right? You have our kids in his house so they can learn that. It's a lot harder to learn it when you're an adult, isn't it? If you don't honor your parents, is it easy to honor your boss? If you don't honor your boss, you don't honor the, the officer on the side of the road, is it easy to honor God? No. Honor is just like discipline. It builds in our lives. And I, I want us to end our time, since it is, of course, Mother's Day. I want us to end by honoring the ladies in our life. And I want to do that by just reading Proverbs 31. It, it's all about honoring the women in our lives, especially the moms. It says, you know, there are many virtuous and capable women in the world, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive. Beauty doesn't last. But a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Reward her for all that she has done. Let her deeds publicly declare her praise. Can I ask all of us a question this Mother's Day? Who do we need to honor? 
Which of those, which along that pathway do you need to work on? I know God has spoken to my heart this week. I've driven by a lot of those signs. I've been late to think. I have shown contempt for things that I say I love. And in doing so, I have missed out on what God has and wants for me. I hope that you will learn from my mistakes. Let's pray together, all right? Father, I thank you for our moms and ours is our desire to honor them, to honor the ladies in our life, to honor our families, our parents. I pray that we would awaken to the deeper principle that you are trying to teach us. It's not just good to honor our parents. It's, um, it's so much more. I ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. And you've got a hand.